Hi everybody and welcome to the Junction Church Podcast. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. If you would like to find out any more information about us, then please visit our website at www.thejunctionchurch.com. Thank you for listening. I completely, I'd arranged for a photograph um, to be put on the screen as my example as I start the message. And I completely forgot to bring it. And not only that, um, I forgot to give it to the computer. I left my phone at home, which is one of those kind of, I've left my phone, it's like, Leaving, it's like losing your wife, isn't it? It's like... <laughs> it's like <laughs> and um, so there, there are so many things I can say in reply. <laughs> so, um, so I wanted to show you, I've got a photograph of me jumping um, off the, uh, the rocks, um, the cliffs, <laughs> jumping off a cliff. I've got a photograph of me jumping off the rocks at... Um, what are the falls? It's not, I don't think it's Bernafet, it's at the head of um, River Dee in uh, Balata, beyond where the, those dangerous waterfalls are. You know where they are and you've got... Cheryl, don't look at me like that. You do know. What's the name of the place? Everybody knows the name. Yeah, Neil, you know everything. Yeah, it's the dangerous. So we've got um, uh, at, uh, just beyond uh, uh, Balata, Braemar. Um, at Braemar, you've got these very dangerous waterfalls, and they, they come into these rock pools. The, the pools are around um, between 20 to... Um, the cliffs are about 20 to 30 feet high, and you can jump off them. And uh, Lynn of D, that's the one. And uh, thank you, Paul. And, uh, so, yeah. and um, so I, uh, we went there jumping around, around 2009, I think it was, we were there jumping off. Uh, the uh, jumping off the, the, the rocks into the water there. Uh, and um, then I had a photograph of me and Cheryl taken more recently when we were flying to Rome. Uh, and on both occasions, I'm applying a law. <coughs> on the first occasion, I'm applying the law of gravity. And uh, it's quite easy to apply the law of gravity. All you have to do is, is stand over something and step. Uh, and uh, just stand over and, and wait for gravity to take over. The second law that uh, we took a hold of, we gave ourselves to, was the law of aerodynamics. And aerodynamics supersedes the law of gravity. And so, but you've got to give yourself to it. It says in Romans chapter 8 and verse 1, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. And you know, one of the great conflicts we have um, in applying the law that makes us free is we're not really aware of not being free. You're not aware of it. You're not most of the time aware of the law of gravity unless you drop something, unless you trip on something. You don't, you don't really, you're not aware of it. And because you're not aware of it, you don't know that you are free from it because you're not aware of the process that is happening, that's taking place. The amazing, interesting thing about being in an aeroplane is the only sort of feeling of flying generally other than turbulence is taking off and landing. The rest of the time, you're just in a plane. You're in a tube. 
<laughs> you're in this round tube and you've got a sort of noise and you know you're flying, but there's not really a sensation of flying. But actually, you're 30,000 feet up in the air and you're traveling around 600 miles an hour. But there's no sense of it. You don't get a feeling of it. And the thing with our life is that Christ has come to set us free, but unless we've suddenly escaped a horrendous life of addiction or, or some kind of controlling circumstance, most of us don't feel the difference most of the time. And because we don't, we don't know how to apply the rules that apply to those principles. You know, um, we live under laws without thinking about them. And yet there are laws, there are things which take place in our life and we don't realize that that rules apply. The Bible says, let me read to that to you again in verse, uh, verse 2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Sin and death is a, has a law system which draws you into a place of judgment and a place of heartache and disaster and death. That's the, that's the principle of sin. But the Bible says that the law... The law, the law of freedom, the law of life, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free. And so that law has with it certain attributes which touch and empower and change our lives. The thing with our lives is that we don't realize we are applying laws all the time. You get into a car and you drive you apply the laws of driving around you. Until you drove, those laws made no impact on your life, even though they existed. They were always there. They just, you just weren't aware of them because you hadn't driven a car. The moment you drive a car, those laws apply all of the time and you are aware of the laws as they take place. They Changed the speed of, I think I was saying last week or the week before, they changed the speed from Ellen to Aberdeen. It's now 50 miles an hour pretty much all the way, apart from these occasional spots. There's a spot between um, the uh, B&Q roundabout on the A90 down to the exhibition centre that's 70 miles an hour. And every so often, and it's only about a mile, and you can see all these people that are desperate to get ahead. They just go, they go from 50 to like 80, because you can push it by 10 mile an hour and just about get away with it. And so they're all hacking it out, and they gain about three spaces in the queue. <laughs> and then lose it again because they happen to pick the wrong queue as they get up to the traffic lights. <laughs> and so it is amazing how, but there's these rules which everybody's aware of once they start driving. There are, there are laws which apply to our life. Here's the thing with sin and death is that we're not aware of the laws that control of sin and death because we don't know We're not really aware of them. We're not aware of what they're doing in our lives. But if you carry unforgiveness in your heart, laws start to apply to you that you weren't aware of. They start applying to your life. Many years ago, I haven't told this story for a long time, so I'm hoping most of you won't remember it, but some of you will. (laughs) I know most of you know my life inside, back to front. Paul could tell you my life. (laughs) And every secret moment he could tell because he remembers all the stories. But many, many years ago, um, 
we, we had a, a, a lady come to the church who we put a huge amount of trust in. She, she did all sorts of things in the church. And, and then she started going around other churches telling quite solicitous stories about us, things which just weren't true. Uh, about me and Cheryl, she was she was telling all these stories and creating all these rumors, but she was quite sort of upfront, very brazen. So she'd be, "Hi, how are you doing?" Give you a hug, turn around, tell lots of lies about you. Now, life throws up some people like that. All right, what do you think you would do if that were you? When it's not you, you can think back and, "Oh dear, how how sad." As a as a Christian, I think I would forgive them. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I was the pastor of the church. I wasn't forgiving them. <laughs> now, I, thought, I said I forgive you, but actually I didn't. It was just words. It didn't mean anything. So one day, I'm walking down Union Street. I'm in a hurry. And I'm walking. And there's this woman. And she didn't walk very fast. And so I'm walking down Union Street. And I can see that she's ahead of me. And that creates a problem because I've got unforgiveness. Rules now apply. And the rules are you don't talk to the person who you haven't forgiven. You don't want to have that engagement. <laughs> So now I'm walking down Union Street, and here's this woman. And, I'm like, and here's the problem, right? I'm the pastor, so I can't, I have to pretend that nothing bothers me, all right? And because I have to pretend nothing bothers me, if I do meet her, I have to say, hi, how are you doing? Smile like that. Even give a hug, Christian hug. And one of those Christian hugs, ah, inside you. <laughs> You're mentally stringed. <laughs> But in, all of that would be going, is going on my head thinking, I don't want to do that. And the other thing that I'm very much aware of is if you're walking behind someone, especially someone that you really either don't want to talk to, haven't got time to talk to, you know for some inexplicable reason they will turn around and look at you. <laughs> Even though they don't know you're there, they will just turn around and go, oh, hello. And so you, you don't want that to happen. So... I'm walking down, I think, what am I going to do? And all of the, the only thing I can think of is cross the street and walk into a newsagent's. And so I'm in the, in the street, I'll go into the street, and I'm walking around the newsagent. I don't want to be in the newsagent's. I want to get down the other end of Union Street. And while I'm in the newsagent's, I have this Elijah moment. This is this moment where God is speaking to Elijah, and he says to Elijah, what are you doing here? And it, <laughs> And I have this moment. It's my Elijah moment. I'm in the, I'm in the news agents by the Twix bars and the bounty bars. <laughs> Halfway between the Twix and the bounty. I'm wandering around going, I don't want chocolate. And I hear the Holy Spirit say, what are you doing here? <laughs> well, I'm just viewing other aspects of the Union Street shops that I've never been in before and probably have no intention of going in again. That's what I'm doing here. You know why I'm in here. (laughs) Here's the problem with the law of unforgiveness. It stops you from going where you want to go because the people who you haven't forgiven are generally in between where you want to go. They get in your way. So the rules of unforgiveness apply. They stop and control and constrict everything that you, you can do. I know actually what happened to me. If you want to know how I got over this issue with this woman of un, that I hadn't forgiven, there was a Pentecostal weekend uh, for the church uh, in this city. It hasn't something that hasn't. And many of the churches gathered together and it was a, it was a big event down on the links, um, down at the beach. And I there's all these tents and there's all these... Um, stalls and everything that's going on, the place is just 
crowded with people. And uh, I had gone to see some uh, friends that were there um, from another church and they were just at this particular stall and I'd gone to speak to them. And then I came out and Cheryl was actually waiting, I think, in the car um, out out on the the seafront there. And as I come out, I can see there's this woman again. She's flying a kite. <laughs> she said she's the only one flying a kite. She was an interesting character, right? She wasn't your normal character. And here she is. She's trying, on her own, she's trying to fly a kite. And there's no way I can get around her. To walk around, I would have to go so many miles away. It will be about three hours before I get. It was huge. It was like, oh, my word, I've got to walk past her again. And as I'm walking past, I could hear the Holy Spirit go, Kevin, what are you doing here? And I knew at that moment, I had one opportunity to deal with this. I, walked, I saw her, walked up to her, gave her a, not just a Christian hug, a forgiving hug. Yeah. Said, hi, how are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, I'm trying to fly my kite. Would you like a hand? <laughs> I'm standing in the middle of a crowd of 2,000 people. Doing it, standing there, Cheryl's waiting in the car, and I'm holding up this stupid kite, going, Jesus, are you laughing at me? Are you mocking me? <laughs> You're mocking. You're all laughing in heaven. You're just... Here I'm flying. This stupid guy. But you know what? Never again did I feel the need to run away from those circumstances. The laws no longer apply. What happened is that I had changed the rules by which I was now living my life. The Bible says in John chapter 8, And verse 34, it says this, Jesus answered them and said, Most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. I know that you are Abraham's descendants, but you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. I speak what I have seen with my father, and you do what you have seen with your father. They answered and said, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, if you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth, which I heard from God, Abraham did not do this. You do the deeds of your father. Then they said to him, we were not born of fornication. We have one father, God. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me. For I proceed forth and came from God, nor have I come of myself, but he sent me. Here's the thing with this law. The law of liberty requires an action to apply the law. The law of liberty requires an action to apply the law. It's like this. If you don't have children, if you're married and you don't have children, the rules of bringing up children don't apply. You don't have them. Do you send an Andrea? Oh, very soon. Your life will change forever. (laughs) And the moment you have kids, your life is forever different. And now the rules of parenting apply. So the rules of parenting don't apply in your life unless you've created children. It's the best way of saying it, isn't it? (laughs) So once you have children, the rules of parenting, the rules 
of encouraging and guiding and loving and protecting and lifting up and promoting and doing all those things that parents do. Those rules now apply for the rest of your life. And what happens is that once you take an action, the rules begin to apply. Jesus said, the son, if the son sets you free, you are free indeed. The Bible says that we are, have been set free by the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. So there is a law, there is a set of laws which enable us to live in liberty. How do I get those laws to apply to my life that I might live in liberty? Because most of the time, we're just living life. How do I get liberty operating in me? Jesus said here, right at the end of this, in verse 42, he says to them, If God were your father, you would love me, for I proceed forth and came from God, nor have I come of myself, but he sent me. Now, Jesus is challenging these religious Pharisees who... um, absolutely hated him and wanted to kill him. And he's saying to them, you are not of faith. You're not of Abraham. Abraham was the father of faith. And those who believe in God (coughs) apply the laws of God. You see, if you take an action of faith, then the law of liberty applies to you. If you If you don't apply faith, then the laws of liberty in Christ Jesus don't apply because you haven't applied the law that applies... You haven't applied the action that applies the law. If you don't get in and drive your car, the 30 mile an hour speed limit doesn't apply because you can't run that fast. (laughs) And even if you could, I doubt if a policeman would nick you for it. (laughs) He would be too, what was that? (laughs) What was what? I didn't see anything. (laughs) Once you get in your car, the law applies. Once you apply an action of faith, the law applies. Jesus says, if you love me, if you were of me, you would love me. If you believe me, you would love me. What is the action that empowers the law of liberty in your life? It is the action of loving and worshipping God and giving your heart in any everyday situations so that the law of liberty has an opportunity to work for you. Because every law is not a law of boundary, but is a law of liberty. 30 mile an hour is a law which protects everyone around us. It enables you to get from A to B without killing anyone on the, on the way and enables everybody else who's also on the road not to die. <laughs> That's why it's there. Does that make sense? There was no law. When, when I was a kid, um, growing up, we, we lived on this main road. And the road was, um, the main roads didn't have speed limits at that time, which is quite interesting. There wasn't a top-end speed limit. Do, do you remember that, Pam? Do you remember that? There was, a, there was no top-end speed limit on, on main roads. And so what would happen is that cars would come down this main road and there was a roundabout. It was called the road would come down and we lived about 300 yards from a, a roundabout. And the road would bend down and people would do 80 miles an hour in these 1960s cars. 
it like this and then see a roundabout and just crash. And every weekend there would be a car in a tree or in a hedge. Or a, there was just. And we, I remember as a kid being at school, a police officer came to the school and he said the most dangerous road that he has ever come is the road where I live. That was the most dangerous. Because people smashed it. There was no speed limit. There was no law saying you can't do it. And so they did it and killed themselves. On a regular basis. And that's when they, they brought in the top end speed limit. And they started bringing in the speed limits. And then people started living and having a liberty to live. So law creates a liberty to live. It puts a covering of protection around you. The law of liberty protects you and empowers your life for a certain different, different level of projection. This morning I spoke about how we are projected in a different... Uh, our life is projected differently than the way we anticipated because God is now working on our behalf. And so now the Bible says... If we are to know that we are free in Christ, we are to, the Bible says here in Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, it says this. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. And do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Now, this is a really powerful verse because Paul is saying, look. You found the freedom. Stand fast and don't lose the freedom that you found. If unforgiveness applies the law of sin and death, then love applies the law of liberty. Hatred applies the law of sin and death. Love applies the law of liberty. Paul says, look, stand fast. In other words, don't lose what you had by your actions. Paul was talking to the Galatian church, and the Galatian church was getting locked up in all these religious functions and missing the whole point about just being free to worship God. And then they started applying all these Judaic laws to their life that they didn't have to apply because it didn't apply to them. And Paul is saying, you don't have to do that. That's giving up your liberty. That's living by a different rule book. We live according to the liberty that we have in Christ. Protect the liberty that you've got by what? By taking an action that empowers the law to work in your life. You know the great challenge for our lives is that what happens is that we forget to apply the law by taking an action. We're waiting for the law to work for us, but we didn't do anything. And the Spirit of God is speaking to you tonight and He's saying, What will you do that applies the law? What will, action will you take? Will you worship God? Will you love Him with your heart? Will you pray and declare His praises? Will you love those? And forgive those who hurt you. One of, one of the things that Sharon and I often find, forgiveness is probably the, the hottest topic ever to talk about in life and always will be. The issue of forgiveness. Forgiveness, sometimes we've had people just get so angry with us for even raising the subject. Because we've 
it's a hurt that's so deep on the inside. But here's the thing about unforgiveness. Unforgiveness carries a different rule system, which curses your life for your own benefit. For your own benefit. Apply the spirit of forgiveness and the law of liberty works for you. Unforgiveness, vengeance, hatred, anger, even just plain indifference. All of those are things which are actions you take in your heart which apply a different law. Both laws apply. I spoke this morning. You've got two projection tracks that you can go and you both apply both are true both work see many people come and they go i thought i was free and now i'm not free what how come i'm not free anymore well let's try living taking a deliberate action a deliberate step and making sure that we walk in the path of liberty to love god what does jesus say you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. This is the kingdom of God. This is what creates the law of liberty. To take an action, to love God with all we have, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. This is what creates the power of faith and causes liberty to break out into our lives. Amen. Heavenly Father, I pray in this house tonight that your spirit will just move very powerfully amongst us. I thank you, Lord, that in this place, a law of liberty is a law which is working on our behalf. A law which is been ordained by your spirit because you won the victory upon the cross. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or you'd like to find out contact information or service times, then don't forget to visit our website, www.thejunctionchurch.com. God bless.